0: No, here's the fucking news! Hello there you awakening wonders thanks for joining me on our voyage to truth and freedom as we continue to awaken together we do need to form a resistance a counterpunch to the attack on our freedom as the WHO treaty means that your nation will be disempowered and you will be further disempowered as an individual we need to organize together become an awakened wonder join our community if it's within your means for surely disease x is something to be concerned about even when the legacy media report on it they admit that the The laboratory that's investigating vaccines are also developing chemical weapons. The British government has unveiled a new vaccine research facility where scientists are working to prevent future pandemics. It's located at Porton Down, a high-security research facility best known for its work on chemical warfare. Okay, now those of you that are well-versed in this territory will be familiar with some of the ideas and theories about the evolution of certain medications, the funding for certain vaccines, the idea of dual-use facilities and dual-use research and indeed the possibility that gain-of-function research itself led to the pandemic. It's the age-old chicken and egg question. What came first? The solution to the disease or the disease itself? And is it possible that that disease was caused by research into diseases of that nature? Extraordinary. There's certainly some interesting patent information available that suggests the chronology is peculiar. In any event, the solution will be provided Provided by world leaders at Davos. Davos is beginning this week and members of the WHO, whose treaty will further empower them and disempower your government, are talking with world leaders who have possibly passed through WEF-type schemes about what the solutions for the next pandemic will be. The last pandemic was preceded by exercises of preparation known as Event 201. As well as being someone that's interested in the potential nefarious undergirding of globalism, I do in spite of what it might say under this video, in spite of the pop-ups that you might see while watching this video, care very deeply indeed about truth. And of course, what will rationally be said is there's just been a pandemic. Of course, we're preparing for other eventualities and future pandemics. And people make all sorts of curious arguments about why there are more pandemics. Oh, as rainforests are depleted, we're exposed to more creatures and more viruses and more diseases. People seem very reluctant to say, as we do more gain and function, research, as we develop more bioweapons, it's possible that there are more and more lab leaks. People are even less keen on saying, as we seek to impose control at unprecedented levels, it's more and more likely that the legitimization of measures of control will be seen in the form of future pandemics. That's the kind of thing that you simply cannot say out loud. I know that many of you are pondering and inquiring into exactly those kind of ideas. Let me know in the chat in the comments. But it seems to me that we at least have to remain open to the following possibilities. Gain-of-function research and biochemical activity is leading to new outbreaks and new viruses and that we oughtn't be handing over more control to organisations like the WHO or indeed the WEF or perhaps even our own national governments in the wake of what happened in the last pandemic. Whether that's something as simple as the revelations in Fauci's Behind Closed Doors inquiry that social distancing rules were basically made up that masks essentially don't work that lockdowns could have caused many more problems certainly economically and maybe even socially and psychologically than they caused And there is, of course, the phenomenon of excess deaths, the looming phantom, the spectre, the unanswerable question that won't come up in any COVID inquiry in your country, the United States or mine. And we've just heard, of course, as you have, that the COVID inquiry is being delayed conveniently for a few months. It was due to start looking at vaccinations and medications in the summer. That's all been delayed. So there are a lot of questions before we start handing over our trust when it comes to disease X, whatever it may be and wherever it might lead us. are preparing for what is known as disease X or the next pandemic virus. One of the most reliable voices during the pandemic period was Dr. John Campbell, who began as a, an advocate for vaccines and still advocates for many medications that are what we would call conventional or traditional vaccines, but has become over the course of the pandemic an extremely outspoken critic of the government's and pharmaceutical establishment during the pandemic period. Here he is talking about disease X.
1: Now, I want to talk now about disease X which is on uh, this website here this is the World Economic Forum site as far as I can uh, derive.
0: Why I like John Campbell is he's pretty straightforward. He's dry. He's trustworthy. He's not a person who's hysterical or hyperbolic, not evangelical, but you can tell he's extremely committed to telling the truth. He uses academic information. The fact that he's someone that's subject to bans and strikes and attacks tells you that it is indeed telling the truth that's the problem, not misinformation.
1: Disease X this is how we should prepare for the next big virus. A global collaboration and adequate funding are needed to improve pandemic preparedness and ensure fast action to keep a viral outbreak at bay. Uh, it says you can get a long way being able to produce something not quite sure what's being produced, but you can produce something or other something or other that will target a novel virus before that virus even emerges. Isn't it interesting how opaque and vague the language is? You could produce something. That means some sort of
0: vaccine product comparable to the current raft of vaccines for the previous pandemic, whether it's the AstraZeneca one, where there are a lot of questions, Johnson Johnson, a lot of questions, Moderna, a lot of questions about efficacy at very least, Pfizer, a lot of questions about profit and efficacy. Can't just sort of plow on as if, well, that was an unmitigated success. Let's get ready for the next
1: round. I assume here they're referring to repurposed drugs which could be rolled out very quickly and uh, very cheaply, and maybe efficacious against a range of conditions. Maybe that's what they mean. But anyway, they're going to produce something. Um, can't read too much into that, all they say is something. Could even mean a vaccine, I, I don't know, whatever they mean there. Um, anyway, that will target a novel virus before that, that, that virus even emerges. Mm. It's interesting because
0: I suppose what's indicated there and what Dr. John Campbell is very deft at communicating is how do you know that something is going to emerge? Because let's face it what we're discussing, let's have it right I know many of you range in views from this whole thing was deliberate, it was deliberately leaked, to, it was accidentally leaked to you know presumably some of you still believe it could be natural origin. I know there are many people that think, oh they tried their best with the vaccines other people think the most nefarious malfeasant schemes imaginable have taken place. But when we hear that The WF are discussing a future pandemic. Gain-of-function research that's even more dangerous than the research that led to the last pandemic is continuing. Weapons manufacturers are involved in making vaccines. It starts to seem extraordinary, particularly when you couple that with the general climate of our planet now, where there's complete mistrust for institutions and a sense that measures that afford control and generate compliance are favourable to the powerful. Not saying anything about how the pandemic came about. Who benefited from it, though? Well... The most powerful financial interests in the world benefited, would you say? Yes. Did the state, the government benefit? Yes. Did Bill Gates benefit? Yes. It's extraordinary, isn't it? The people that benefited are the people that are telling us, there's going to be another pandemic any minute. Hang on to you. I bet there's another one. You did so
1: well out of the last one. It's a virus we don't know yet, but we do know it's out there. Uh, Do we? Unfortunately, much to my annoyance and your annoyance, I felt um, compelled to delete. Yesterday's um, video. My apologies. The, the 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 trick is to live to fight another day. Um, that's what, what we aim for. What you've just witnessed
0: there is the great power of censorship. In the end, content creators begin to censor themselves in order, as Dr. John said, to live to fight another day. We've seen the video that Dr. John is referring to and he talks about the potential gain of function origins of certain recent medical global events. When someone's censoring themselves, it shows you how far down the line we are. That it's acceptable that gain of function research continues after we've all begun to understand that it's likely and possible that it's gain-of-function research that led to that event, but someone saying that is controlled and curtailed. Can you see that even where regulation is being applied appears to be in the service of the powerful? No one's applying regulation to gain-of-function research, which was banned and then reinstated. No one's regulating dual-function research, chemical weapons and vaccines simultaneously being created and experimented on. These are the kind of things that should be regulated and controlled, not the free speech of people that want. To have an open conversation, the kind of open conversations that, if they were being had at the beginning of the pandemic, it's almost certain now that we can say less people might have died. Lockdowns might have been challenged, medical measures might have been challenged, and therefore potentially less people taking their own lives, less deaths from cancer and heart disease, just because people would have been able to get their treatments, is all I'm saying at this stage. So look at how power is being exercised by, in this case, YouTube, who use the WHO's community guidelines to censor. We've been censored. John Campbell's clearly alluding to censorship. Fortunately, on the platform we're on now, where we stream every day, we are not censored. That's why we're there. If you want to support us, click the link in the description and become a supporter of our community.
1: Examining a particular virus uh, that was uh, experimentally used to infect mice, caused a disease of the brain, and uh, at at the end of the study, none of the mice at the end of the study were alive anymore. None of them are alive anymore.
0: How many mouses have got to
1: die before these people start showing some damn respect? Um, because a certain event had happened to them that made them not alive.
0: We don't know what's made these mouses not be alive, but it was something to do with this disease X. Well, Jesus Christ, shut that window! No, no, leave the window open. I think I've just had another brilliant idea. Oh, my brain's hurting. What is that? Ow!
1: Um, carrying out research, and Oh, and vaccine development, carrying out research on vaccine development uh, for known viral families.
0: Oh yeah, I suppose we could make vaccines. Who do we get to do that? Who's that on line one?
1: Hello, Bill! Uh, ...would give humanity a decided advantage over the next disease, X. So who, who knows? Maybe the World Economic Forum... Uh, will be good enough to uh, develop a vaccine for us great unwashed. So it's all ready for us.
0: Please, please, please. It could be my birthday and Christmas present. Thanks as always to Dr. John for his tireless and intrepid work. World leaders meeting in Davos for the World Economic Forum this week are set to discuss concerns about the potential for a future pandemic that could cause 20 times more fatalities than COVID-19. Is that with Disease X or from Disease X? Known by the placeholder name of Disease X, the term is used to refer to planning for a hypothetical future international epidemic caused by a pathogen as yet unknown to cause human disease, according to the World Health Organization. In a session entitled Preparing for Disease X, a panel led by the WHO chief, Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, will talk about novel efforts needed to prepare healthcare systems for the multiple challenges ahead if we are to be ready for a much more deadly pandemic, the WEF said. It's like Jaws 3. They've tried the idea, we've all been completely beguiled and enchanted, but you just got to keep the box office going. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Worldwide, the number of potential pathogens is very large, while the resources for disease research and development, R&D, is limited, the WHO had previously said in a statement. So, world governments, how about a little bit of that moolah? Wouldn't like to be getting a nasty little disease now, would ya? Can I just show you what it's done to these mouses? Oh god, oh that's terrible! Yeah, gonna need 5% of your health budgets this year. British scientists have said that a vaccine for a new virus with pandemic potential could be developed in as little as 100 days. In August last year, researchers from the University of Oxford announced that they're examining how to adapt the vaccine it created for COVID-19 for disease X. Because that went so well. Just a few little tweaks here and there. Don't you think it will be worth investigating and understanding the impact, effects and failures, most significantly, of the last pandemic before blazing ahead into disease X as if it's from the people that bought you the response to COVID nineteen, it X Ballers, Schwab, Gates. Fauci, let's go again, like the beetles of diseases. <laughs> of course, the COVID inquiry in our country, which wouldn't be happening without independent media, which wouldn't be happening without your curiosity, and even when it is happening, it's happening within sort of pretty slim guardrails, I would say, is being delayed right before it gets to vaccine efficacy, let alone excess deaths, it's being boxed. Meanwhile, in the UK, a long awaited probe into the development of COVID vaccines and drugs was today postponed indefinitely. When are you gonna do it? We cannot be definitive about that. Why is that? Because we're probably going to have an election, try and get another centralist stooge in office, and then we'll be able to blame the last lot when we eventually hold a heavily diluted inquiry in which no significant truth will be able to emerge. Because if you told people the truth, this is the conclusion they would reach. Don't trust the media. Don't trust the government. Don't trust big business. Demand real democracy now. Hearings for the fourth module of the official inquiry were set to begin this summer, but have been rescheduled. Baroness Heather Hallett, chair of the investigation, said, I know the postponement of these hearings will be disappointing for some people interested in justice but not so disappointing for the global establishment who want this plainly hushed up. I want to ensure our hearings in 2024 as effective as possible, and I recognise the increasing pressure on organisations to respond to requests and provide information to the inquiry. I wish to reassure you that we will hold these hearings as soon as possible. That's what happens if you have the establishment accountable to the establishment, doing deals with the establishment, people leaving government to go and work for Moderna and leaving Moderna to work for the government and leaving the government to go and work for Meta. What you have is a set of individuals individual and collective interests that have much more in common with one another than they do with you. And similarly, we have a lot more in common with one another than we do with them. That's why inquiries like these never go anywhere because essentially it's not the blind leading the blind, it's the corrupt inquiring into the activities of the corrupt. I recognise increasing pressure on organisations to respond to requests and provide information to the inquiry. Which organisations? Presumably that means vaccine manufacturers because at least it's public record now that AstraZeneca's vaccines cause blood clots. We know that there are a lot more adverse reactions reported than are being widely shared. We certainly have excess deaths to look into. But the people that the inquiry are worried about pressurizing are vaccine manufacturers. Why? Because they might get a job there one day. Why? Because they receive funding from them. Why? Because it's essentially the same establishment. They should be under some pressure. Pressure is exactly what they should be feeling. Dozens of families are suing AstraZeneca over allegations they were harmed by the firm's jab, which was rolled out widely in January 2021, nine months after the nation was plunged into its first lockdown. Many were struck down by by vaccine-induced thrombosis to penia. Baroness Hallett vowed to ensure the inquiry, which is thought to have cost taxpayers in the area of £145 million already. Oh my God, you monsters, you animals, you're paying for that. You paid for the vaccine, you'll probably pay for the payouts when people are able to prove that they were injurious. What an extraordinary system. Meanwhile, we don't want to put any pressure on those vaccine ma- It must be so exhausting. How many mouses have you made this morning? Well, five. Shattering stuff. What happened once is fairly. We've got a disease that's got so many syllables in it, it's gonna take the rest of your life to learn it say it, mum. Fuck off. <laughs> Baroness Hallett vowed to ensure the inquiry, which is thought to have cost taxpayers in the area of £145 million pounds already, doesn't run beyond summer 2026. Look, it doesn't run beyond the summer 2026. It's called COVID-19. It's seven years. Before, what the hell was that that just went on? Well, I think what happened was is there was an event that legitimized authoritarianism and generated huge profit. So should we put that in the inquiry? No, don't put that in the inquiry. Just say something about these mouses. God knows what happened to them. According to a statement on the inquiry website, the hearings will now take place at a later date. You try that with your taxes. You try that with your relationship with the state. You try that with your relationship with power. Oh, can we deal with that at a later date? Yes, because you're going to have a lot of dates behind bars to think about it. And I invite you to consider that the very scientists that are suspected of potentially causing the Wuhan lab leak are now engaged in similar research with a MERS-like virus. Doesn't that seem preposterous? Doesn't that seem like the sort of thing that should be regulated rather than Dr. John Campbell going through documents with a pen like the world's loveliest deputy headmaster? So I'm a bit concerned about that. Could you try a bit harder in PA?" I am trying! Scientists linked to Wuhan bat researchers have been accused of performing dangerous experiments on a MERS-like virus that could spark a pandemic. A team from the University of North Carolina published a paper in Science Advances detailing how they'd synthesized a MERS-like bat virus and used it to infect human cells and humanized mice. As you know, I'm against humanized mice. Why do that to mouses? MERS is one of the deadliest viruses, killing around 35% of people that it infects. Good news, everyone. The team includes Professor Ralph Barrick and Trevor Scobie, who worked with Professor Shi Zhengli of the Wuhan Institute of Virology before the pandemic, creating chimeric viruses by inserting spike proteins from bat viruses into the original SARS virus. Turns out now that that might not have been such a fantastic idea. In hindsight, hindsight is 2020. And 2024, that's disease X. The new experiment used a reverse genetics technique to create a merge-like bat virus called Bt-CoV-422, which was collected by Shi Zhengli's team in China in 2019. Ah, it's a good year for coronaviruses. What a fine vintage it was. Oh, I don't feel very well. I'm going to stay indoors. The scientists said they had performed the latest study to test whether antivirals would work against an infection, but experts warned the experiments were needlessly risky for little gain. What is the gain? Well, pretty good if you're BioNTech or Moderna or Pfizer or Big Tech or part of the global establishment. Yeah, but what about all these mouses? I mean, it's not looking good for them. Their brains are coming out of their ears. Anton- Van der Meer, professor of molecular immunology at Oxford University, told The Telegraph, because coronaviruses evolve rapidly, these experiments carry the risk of generating variants which are better able to infect human cells and therefore humans. Human and equipment error means that infection of those performing the experiments is a risk, and the infected individual could then spread the infection outside the laboratory and initiate a pandemic. The consequences would be potentially devastating, and it's not clear to me what the benefits are. There's no prospect of using such work to develop a vaccine or antiviral drug since these can only be tested in humans during an actual pandemic. Huh, but surely they wouldn't do that, right kids? It seems to me this experiment is simply not justified. Incredible, but what does he know, that crackpot professor of molecular immunology at Oxford University? Infowars! Professor Barrick developed the reverse genetics technique, which not only enables a virus to be brought to life from its genetic code, but allows scientists to mix and match parts from other viruses. However, experts said that the same experiments could have been carried out by inserting the spike protein of BTCOV422 into a harmless pseudovirus. But where's the fun in that? Pseudovirus experiments should have been the first things they did before making this live virus, one scientist who chose to remain anonymous said. They went straight to testing the live virus in human cell culture, and they performed experiments experiments in humanized mice, which presents a higher risk of escape than just cell culture. If I'd seen these sorts of results for pseudovirus, I would have said that it should stop there. The virus is a potential threat don't proceed to using a live virus. They went straight to the bit that this guy would say never, ever do. They've already done that bit. The bit that he said, don't do that. They've done that already. So the reason that they perhaps are suspicious that disease X could be around the corner is because they know what they're doing in laboratories. It's not like, oh, the erosion of bloody forests and you not doing your recycling. That's what's caused all of this. No, it's because they know in laboratories around the world, you're funding this kind of crackpot stuff that even experts within the scientific field is saying is risky with no clear benefits unless it was highly profitable and allowed you to terrify people into total compliance. I suppose that would be useful, but it's not some sort of sci fi dystopia we're living in, right? Experts also warned that the experiments were performed at biosafety level BSL 3 level rather than the highest BSL 4 safety level. Accidental releases from BSL labs are unfortunately quite common, added Professor Vandermeer. Right, firstly, what's going on at BSL safety level 1 and 2? Just scrap them. You shouldn't even let kids do play though at that level. 3 isn't safe enough. I'm going to put some music on, have a couple of tricks, maybe a little bit of the other, and now it's time for some experimenting, baby. No, BSL-4! Bare minimum. Experiments on potentially pandemic organisms should only be performed if there are clear benefits to humanity and should be performed at the very highest level of containment. Doesn't this make you think you've got a disparate and broken system where you have no means of control over experimentation that's plainly deleterious to our chances of survival as a species? Where you have open communication continually censored on public platforms in order to control debate? Where you have dissenting voices continually criticized? Where you have people people openly discussing there's going to be another disease x and none of us having the ability to oppose it when you have a who treaty that's going to impair democracy even further any nation that signs up to that treaty will have to give over 5% of their budget and will have to comply to any measures that the treaty suggests and that is all undergirded by this kind of lunacy even if they know something we don't and we're all dumb and they know a bunch of rational things that we can't understand we should still be invited to participate democratically in whether or not these experiments take place because After the last pandemic, I'm not quite ready for another one. But that's just what I think. Become part of this movement. God knows we need each other now. If you can, please stay free.
1: No, here's the fucking news.